0: Alternate realities has been gone for over five years, but our community lasts forever. And now, in these dark times, the AR signal lights up the night sky, and the old gang is ready to answer the call as we celebrate a year's worth of holidays together. This is The Longer Halloween. Welcome to The Longer Halloween, a My Comic Shop History tale. I'm your host, Anthony Desiato, and this month... I'm celebrating Thanksgiving with the wayward son of alternate realities, Nick Robeson, a.k.a. Roby.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. How you doing?
0: It's so good to see you and speak to you. And, you know, you know I'm only kidding when I say wayward, because wayward implies like you went astray, and you didn't go astray. you went away, but not astray. So, But, I, but you know, I, uh, I, I say it more in jest, but, you know, I don't consider you wayward necessarily.
1: No, i mean that that that's fair. I kind of feel like uh yeah, had a long detour in western Australia um I think I kind of touched on that before, but yeah I mean, you know, would I do it again, probably not, but uh yeah no it's uh it's definitely been weird, and it's kind of been it's been great to come back though I know uh I've been back in New York a couple of times and Uh, always been able when i hang out with you or and bill and steve and things like that it's been really it's really fun and actually it's kind of uh it's one of those weird things that i never came to appreciate until uh coming back and sitting with you guys when well we were at venetian delight last time right and yeah um, almost
0: a year ago uh it was between christmas and new years and the four of us you me odo and bill uh we got together for pizza and so, so just a quick uh, recap. So, you played magic at Alternate Realities for many years. You were part of the gang. You came out to dinner, and you would you would work at the store a little bit here and there, right? Not like a full on employee, but you but you had some time behind the counter for sure.
1: Yeah, um, I gosh, I can't. I worked in like some brief, yeah, some brief uh, stints, like a little bit when I was in high school. Uh, definitely a, a lot. Near the latter part of high school, but I kind of snuck my way in there a couple times uh, when Brandon was still uh, one of the owners. Um,
0: Brandon Montclair, comic book writer.
1: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember because I remember. Um, uh, I think I remember him. Some there was, It was a time where they just bought the employees uh, Ch- Chinese from K Fung's. I think it was. Was it K? K-F-? No, K Fung's wasn't. It was a. Uh, Jade Palace or one of those Chinese places nearby. And, um, yeah, but every now and then I would, yeah, kind of work. Uh, and then, yeah, but near the end towards closer to college, I definitely just, you know, hung out more than I worked, but yeah, I can't, gosh, I can't remember what my official tenure was, but definitely more customer than employee.
0: That's quite all right. And you know, so you were on this podcast once before. We did a New Year special a couple of years ago. Once again, the same group, you, me, uh, uh, Bill, and Steve. And, you know, we kind of, in that episode, we recounted your, your journey to Australia and then ultimately to Seattle. So, you know, we, I, if people haven't listened to that, I, I really do encourage them to. It was one of my favorite episodes. It was really great having the three of you guys together and you in particular, because we hadn't seen you in so long. Um, but again, just a quick recap, refresh my memory. What was the year that you left New York for for Australia
1: it was 2000 it was the end of 2011 I believe beginning of 2012 I want to say I was just thinking about this you know but I think it was around 2012 2011 and I was in Australia until 2015 um it's it's just
0: it's just amazing because so you know we're talking like you know nine or ten years since you've been in New York on a regular basis right and I was thinking about this. In almost a decade, I've been face to face with you. You know, we're doing this virtually, but I'll still count this as face to face. Right. Three times. You know, when you came, when you came a couple years ago, and we did that New Year's special. When you came to New York last year, we didn't do a podcast, but that was when we got together for pizza. And now, so three face to face meetings in in almost a decade, it's crazy to me. I mean, obviously we're friends on Facebook and we see each other's photos and stuff and we'll exchange the occasional message, but, you know, it's, it's been very, very minimal contact. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm happy to have you on here today and to actually properly catch up.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I wish I was kind of in the area and I was hoping to, uh, be there, but, you know, cause of current, you know, circumstances, uh. That's not in the cards, which is a shame because uh, I'm now an uncle.
0: Yes, congratulations. Uh,
1: thank you. Uh, and yeah, his name's Jack, and uh, I think he's a little over a month old now. And um, yeah, I. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of weird. I I didn't come over because I was in the states at 2015, and it was a couple years, and I didn't really. I don't think I talked about it much last time, but um, you know, I was a lot bigger than I am now. And, um, you know, it was kind of, there was a lot of things I was kind of reeling from and, uh, I was still kind of finding my way and trying to like decide what to do, uh, with myself physically, mentally, uh, career wise and everything. And things were kind of in flux, uh, a lot. And so I know this is stupid. This probably sounds stupid, but, um, I like didn't really want to see people who knew me when I was in a healthier weight. Um, and I was kind of like, really, there's a lot of like, kind of some like shame, I guess would be the word. Uh, and I was kind of like thinking, Oh, well, you know, my friends are going to judge me and things like that. And of course, when I finally kind of manned up and decided to you know see you guys and hang out and do the podcast, um, like it was, it was interesting. Cause like none of that was like, it was like, oh right, no, these are my friends. <laughs> like these are guys who have known me through through you know through a lot of stuff, through you know my anime fandom to you know Green, learning about Green Lantern and you know all the starting to get into getting into comic books uh, and Magic the Gathering. It's like no, these are people who like who are my friends because they know who I am and they accept me regardless like regardless. And it was when. I came in 2017, it was one of those like, why haven't I, I should have been doing this the moment I landed uh, in the States. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping when circumstances change, especially now, uh, I'm hoping to be able to come out more and, uh, you know, hang out with you guys because I always, you know, I was actually just talking to my girlfriend about it. Um, Like whenever I think about like just all the stories and everything, like it's just kind of this very bittersweet kind of feeling of like, man, like, you know, that that's home and, you know, Seattle's great and Seattle's, you know, my new home right now, but like, you know, Scarsdale and alternate realities and like, you know, you guys are kind of my friends and family. So, uh, definitely we'll be making, there will be more frequency in which I, uh, come and visit and say hi to you guys. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, there was like zero contact for a little while in terms of like, coming over to visit because I was in Australia and stuff and not everything I just mentioned. But yeah, no, um, I hope to, you know, come around more often, especially now that I'm an uncle and, you know, gotta make sure that Jack rose up to be a Yankees fan and maybe, maybe even a grand Green Lantern fan one day.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and, you know speaking on on my own behalf and I, I think it's fair to say on behalf of the other you know uh, guys in the AR crew I mean we certainly hope to see you more uh, of course when we're able to get together in person and you know I'm sorry that you felt you know that way and I'm glad that once we finally got together you know that was you know the, those feelings that you had were kind of able to go away and you saw that you were welcomed and accepted and and, and a beloved member of the group um but you know I understand sometimes you know you have your own all of us have our our own hangups and there are things that, you know, maybe we think are going to be an issue or, you know, we feel a certain way and project it onto, I mean, I, so many things are wrapped up in that. So, uh, I guess that's, you know, uh, my way of saying like, I understand. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and I'm glad that, you know, though it's only been a few times, and I'm glad that we've been able to see each other, you know, the, the times that we have and yeah, certainly hope that, you know, it's something that that can happen more in the future. It's funny because, you know, mentioning your, uh, you know your your nephew uh, when we got together for pizza about a year ago again it was the four of us and you know this was my my perspective on the on the conversation I, there was a moment where you were like all right guys like I got to tell you something but like you you know you can you you got to keep it a secret you can't tell anyone and you got like kind of it was like almost grave and i was like oh my god i was like what is he what is he going to say i was i was fearing the worst uh, for a second, I thought you were going to say that that you were going to become a dad, which, you know, of course, that would have been a, a blessing, not the worst. Uh, but, I, you know, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I just felt like y- you had me on the edge of my seat. And I was like, oh, my God, what is he going to say? And then you shared that, uh, you know, that <laughs> you were going to become an uncle. And I was instantly relieved uh, and, and happy for you. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad that uh, that he's here now and, and that everyone's doing well. But yes, I remember that well when you shared <laughs> you shared that news with us.
1: Yeah, that my uh my sister the way she was going to break the news to me is she uh she uh bought me a an, uh, a mug that says uh I'm not just an uncle, I'm a cool uncle and that was going that's her that was her Christmas gift to me to kind of be like, you know, surprise. Um and yeah, no. So, but I mean it was uh cuz what that was December, right? So, yeah. Yeah, it was still it was still very much uh um, is still very much that. Um, the funny thing is, by the way, is that the end of that story is that uh, my my dad, uh, I think, spilled the beans before our, before Christmas by accident. He just happened to mention it. But yeah, um, but yeah, so it. I was really excited. Like I was really thrilled. Uh, as <laughs> as one who you know still doesn't really know if he wants to has have kids uh or not. Like I'm once again I I'm glad I get to like you know do all the fun parts of, you know, of, you know, like raising, not not raising a kid, but like, you know, kind of being there for this kid and, you know, uh, being an uncle, uh, being like uncle Roby or something. Uh, probably my sister's not going to call me uncle Roby, but, um, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I was just being like, yeah. So I was very, I guess I think I was being grave just because I was trying to be like, you cannot tell anyone.
0: (laughs) What was Uh, funny to me and I don't mean to sound like a jerk, but it was like, who would we tell? Who would even know? Your you know, like your sister, and this was happening.
1: That's fair. <laughs> you never, you know, you never know. Like seven degrees of separation. No, you never, I know, and you look. Never know.
0: In fairness to you, it's like one of us could have, you know, posted on your Facebook yeah. page after you left. Hey, it was great seeing you. You know, congrats I'm again. You're like, gonna be great uncle. So no, in fairness, but it was just funny. It was <laughs> like. <laughs>
1: No, that's how I am. Like I, I've I've been told recently, and I I didn't it didn't really click with me last time I was on the on the show. But like it, I was told recently that I have a very like I have a very like expressive face. Like I I don't have. You have you guys no said poker, I have a bad face. poker face. Yeah, you said I have a bad poker face, and I thought you guys were just like saying like oh well like you know I just apparently it's not as it's more apparently it's more like what's the word like apparent than I realized um like once again like my girlfriend was telling me that um like yeah just like my I just react to everything with my like my face. I don't I can't possibly not react to something. Even times where I thought I was hiding my reaction, apparently I wasn't hiding my reaction. Uh so I'm definitely giving up poker for sure. Um but yeah, it was so um I don't know. I so I guess my face kind of gets grave cuz I'm trying to like also indicate the seriousness of like please don't tell anybody but yeah maybe i gave the wrong signal there
0: it's quite <laughs> all right and i'm glad that it ended up being a very happy thing and yeah it was, it was great to see you i know so we ha- i mentioned this on the show before but we have a private facebook group for the alternate realities crew i set it up as the store was closing because i figured all right this as much as we email and text and stuff this was a place where you know uh, again like more of a community forum if someone needs to to post something since we don't have the option to just pop into the store and let everybody know and I know when you were you know preparing to come into town last year you posted that you were coming in and you wanted to see if anyone would be around and you know it ended up being a, a small group um, I, I guess I was thinking about this and I don't say this I don't say this to stir the pot or antagonize anyone or anything like that but I'm just curious like was was there any disappointment that we weren't able to have a larger no. assembling? No,
1: uh, I no I, I there are people I definitely would have liked to have seen, um, and but like it's interesting because in my mind, like I mean, this is just to name a few, just so like anyone who's listening, you know, just like I'd be like that son of a bitch, but like you know. There are, of course, like a lot of people I would have liked to have seen. Um, But of course, you know, would have liked to have seen Rich, um, Brian, uh, Doug. I haven't seen in a while. Um, But like there are a bunch of like there are a bunch of people I would have liked to have seen. uh, And but like, to be honest, uh, it was kind of this interesting. I don't know. It felt like this like core group. And like for me, like the people who were like most present in the store, um, and even though Bill, you know, obviously, you know, moved, uh, to New Mexico, right? I hope yep. I'm right about that. You're right. But, um, so like, even though Bill was in New Mexico, like Bill was an, a very, uh, like foundational part of it for me. And then even when he moved, like he was, he was always present. Like Bill, one thing I like, I've noticed about Bill is that he's like, just, he's very present and I should honestly, I should take a page from his book. Uh, he's, you know, um, uh, is Once again, one of those people where like you feel like you never left and like you just you know, you, you just start up where you left off. Um, and yeah, it, so I think it was honestly it was like I wasn't when I was hanging out with you guys. I wasn't thinking at all like, oh, I wish it was like more people. Um, I was again, I would have liked to have seen a lot of people, but it was more. I honestly I was just feeling like it was the, the, the prevalent thought in my head was I'm home and like, you know. I wish I had more time to hang out with my friends. Um, So yeah, that was, that was kind of the overall thought. Actually, it's funny. I didn't have that thought at all until like,
0: Uh, until I just said it (laughs) and now you feel awful. No, that, that was, (laughs) that was not my intention. You know, we've talked about how, you know, the AR group as a whole is not the best at organizing themselves. And, you know, when we talk about like these large, you know, group dinners, especially in the years now that the store has been gone. I would say virtually all of them, again, the, like the large, like 10 plus people dinners have been organized by either Rich Roney, Mike San Gregorio or myself. It's been one of the three of us for almost all of them. And it's usually via email because, again, I think we all kind of gave up on the Facebook group, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, but myself included, I guess. Uh, and, you know, it's always tough to get to get responses and to get timely responses and definitive responses and, uh, you know, and again, I think times where one of the three of us doesn't kind of grab the bull by the horns and send out an email, I-, I think it's, you know, it just doesn't happen, you know, sort of thing. Uh, so again, I'm sure, and I, as I remember, I think uh, there were people who, you know, commented on your post and I think there was an intention, you know, to come, but whether it was scheduling or, or whatever else, but um, I'm glad that you were happy with, with the group that we had. You know, It was certainly nice having like a smaller, more intimate group. And uh, yeah, and I'm sure that others you know had they been able to you know would would have come,
1: yeah, like I understand like that you know you know I, I everyone's like that's the thing that's interesting about this group, like you know Sean has his own life, tom has like everyone's like you know we had this like focal point in our lives that like we were all together at the same time, and then you know we all uh you know started going our own kind of separate ways, which is a little sad to think about, but also kind of really cool to think about i was. I was thinking about how, like, you know, we all have these different walks of lives um, now, you know, you know, me and Amazon, Um, you, the director of, I hope I get this title right, the director of admissions at Pace Law.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say the director of my comic shop country, but yes, also the director of admissions at Pace Law.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, and then, um, uh, you know. And everyone, like, I haven't caught up with everyone else's, like, kind of, like, career paths. But, like, you know, um, and Bill's still a professor, I imagine, right? uh,
0: Yeah, sure is.
1: And so, like, it's just, it kind of, I get it. And it's sad. like, But, yeah, it takes a lot. I think it takes a lot of effort. And what you kind of described was, like, a microcosm of, like, of just, like, when you grow older and you start, like, you know, starts, like, when you start branching out, it seems like, You know, it it really is like it takes real conscious effort to like make the time to see people and it sneaks up on you how quickly um, it just sneaks up on you. Like it's like, oh, my God, I haven't talked to like like Brian O'Day, for example, like it has been I have not had actually direct contact with him for like over 10 years. Like
0: I know I was going to ask you because I, as we've established, like the last couple of times that you came into town and you reached out to people again, it was you, me, Steve, Bill. And so, yeah, I was going to ask you like a lot of these other guys in the AR group. It's like, how long has it been since you've actually seen them or had that direct contact? And in a lot of cases it probably is about a decade.
1: Yeah, like, man, I, it, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for all my experiences. But like, I do, I do actually really regret like going to Australia now once again who knows where i would have ended up you know maybe i would still be trying to be a lawyer or something um but no offense it's just not for me Um, none taken believe me (laughs) but um
0: no but but uh, but no everything that you're saying man i identify so much in 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 multiple ways because you know i will have a little comics talk for a second here um I recently launched a Superman podcast called Digging for Kryptonite, and that's been a lot of fun, and it's prompted me to, you know, catch up or reread some Superman stories from the past or catch up on stuff that I missed, and I've just been thinking a little bit more about comics generally, and, you know, I was thinking about Spider-Man. We'll jump over to the Marvel side. The last time I read Spider-Man regularly was the beginning of the brand new day era, and in my mind, I was just a few years ago. (laughs) like well over 10 years ago oh my god and, and it dawned on me because i saw the solicitations i might be getting the number wrong i think they're up to like 850 amazing spider-man 850 something like that and the last anniversary issue i remember was like 500 now in fairness they went three times a month for a good period of time so that's how they you know they, they covered a lot of issues but still it's like right. the fact that there have now been hundreds of issues of amazing spider-man and in my mind it's like oh like i'm uh, a couple of years behind so it's crazy, and with with people in particular, and that's why I was saying I was reflecting on how long you've been out of New York, and and how you know the 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 shockingly you know few number of times that that I've actually seen you. Uh, so yeah, I mean it goes really fast, and 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 to your point, and this is something that Odo has said. I know you've heard him say it, I, and I certainly have. You know, he said this a lot over the years about you know just from his own experience, whether it was college friends or people at the law firm where he worked or whatever. You know, whenever you kind of part ways, there's always this intention of like, oh, like we'll keep in touch and this and that. And it doesn't always happen because there really is something to be said for being in the same space, whether it's next to each other in a classroom or an office or a comic shop, whatever it is like that, that regularity and that proximity, it it really forges those bonds. And when you don't have it, the bond is still there, but um you know, it it really, as you said, it really requires effort, you know, and it's not even a matter of like that. I don't think it's even a matter of people don't care. People don't want to get together, but it's just, it's that affirmative step that you have to take and it just doesn't always happen.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. I, I didn't, I didn't think about the, uh, the concept of like proximity, like, yeah, with your college friends, you know, for yeah, for me, like you know, you see, like you live in the same dorm rooms, or you live very close, and you go to the same class, you know, go to the same classes, um, and that kind of keeps you together. But then, and because I, I was thinking the same thing about some of my college friends, like I haven't spoken to them in in ages, and it's kind of just yeah, it really is that proximity. It, that's uh, that seems to be the linking factor. Like if you spend a lot of time, and that's I guess that that makes sense then with why like I have some you know close coworker friends now, uh, and like. Huh, And then, of course, and then what's funny is that so almost to completely illustrate your point 100%, like, um, yeah, this coworker, Michael, and he and I uh, every, like, every night, uh, almost like clockwork in during the work week, we would have, like, post-work drinks, and we'd talk about whatever, work, life, what have you. Um, and aside from a couple times, and honestly, they were only because we were going to be in the same meeting together, like, through through our uh, internal communication, like, through Chime, which is our essentially our, our internal messaging system, um. Like, yeah, I didn't talk. To, I haven't talked to him about at all outside of work context, um, and very infrequently because he's moved on to another team now and with an Amazon. Holy moly! Uh, like yeah, four months, five months, like right when you know things happened. So, yeah, that I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there, which is. When you don't have something that's linking you together in this like close proximity, whether it's work or whatever, you just naturally drift apart. And that's really interesting.
0: And I think what I see, so I guess that's, I mean, it's kind of sad to think of it that way, but I think, I think what happens is, because I certainly have this with um, a few buddies from high school in particular, who they were my best friends in high school, and three of them uh, now live on the West Coast. The other one um, lived elsewhere. Now he's actually back in New York. Um, and I've seen him, but only a couple of times. Uh, but again, most of them moved away. And we see each other, I mean, maybe once a year, maybe. When we do, we pick, we pick up right where we left off and we fall right back into it. And I think when you have a true friendship and a true bond, you know, you, you have that. And there's something very comforting about that. But I think what often happens is, you know, with that type of dynamic, you know you're you know you're reminiscing uh, in a lot of instances, and you're catching up. I don't know, and again, I'm sure people have experiences that are counter to this, but I'm just saying from what i've what I've experienced, you know, in that type of situation, or with some people from from AR who you know I don't have the regular contact with, when you get together, you reminisce and you catch up. I don't know that you're always necessarily making those new memories. I think where those new memories are forged the events that you're then going to catch up about in the future, those happen when you have like that, that regularity and that, you know, the, the, the interaction on a, on a regular basis. That's kind of what I've, what I've come to.
1: That's a, that's a very interesting thought. Um, I could, I definitely see that. I I definitely like, cause so I was thinking about, so I was trying to think about other people. I have like, um, my, when you said best friends in high school, like Obi, uh, a.k.a. or Adam, a.k.a. Obi. Um, uh, yeah, like, we haven't, once again, same, same deal. We haven't talked, but then, like, when I did see him last, which was, I think it was in late June uh, when I was there um, for, like, a weekend. Uh, yeah, like, we, we picked up where we left off. And, I, yeah, and it was, like, I'm thinking about it, like, in, once again, we only hung out, like, once, I think, or twice. But it was just kind of, like, catching up. It was just like, oh, what's going on with so and so? Oh, what's happening with so and so? And it's like, oh, and like you know, and then like you know, remembering the odd time this happened and remnant. You're right, like, and
0: that's, that's not really to say that, and, and you know, I don't want to paint this as like, oh, like it's terrible if that's all you're doing. Like, not, not at all. And there's something comforting about that, and uh, you know, it, it can be wonderful to have those types of experiences. But, I, but I think, I think the thing that can be kind of hard is, you know, kind of going back to my Spider Man example, like in my head right? I'm just a couple years behind on Spider-Man, but really uh, it's been more than a decade. And with some of these relationships, I think sometimes you kind of cross over into that type of dynamic where you're more just kind of catching up as opposed to like really having new adventures together. And sometimes it's hard to really recognize that you've, you've crossed, I hate to say crossover. It sounds like death, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> but that you've, you know, you've, you've kind of had that transition point because it's, it's, again, as much as it's easy to say like, okay, when the store closed, like that was the mark, but I don't think it always is as, as neat and clean as that. I think it's something that really happens very gradually.
1: Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I'm I'm trying to think. Yeah. Cause I, I agree. It's like, there's like not, there's, there doesn't have to be a judgment on that. There has there doesn't right. have to be a, this is good or this is bad. Um, I, I think we, I, if I had to, you know, try to psychoanalyze it a little bit, you know, totally not do what I like, just like, a lay psychoanalyst like probably if I had a guess like what I know I draw a comfort from when we reminisce about it it's just like it It first of all it harkens back to a simpler time so it's like the nostalgia factor um, which is what people play on all the time that's why disco seems to come back every fall um, but like it plays people people like being reminded of a simpler time and people like being reminded, uh, I think it may be because when you were younger, you had a security blanket that, you know, generally on the whole, at least for me, I'll speak for myself, uh, which is, you know, I had my parents, you know, well, I still, you know, you know, knock on wood and everything, but like, you know, I had, it was high school and I had like, you know, the only thing I was worrying about was my grades and what my report card was going to be, you know, and the new Magic the Gathering set that was coming out and like, what's the meta for, you know, the most competitive set, um, you know, and, and like, you know, what girl I had a crush on. Um, and now I think as like, I was trying, it's funny because I had just thought about this yesterday, which is, you know, when does one grow up? What like, what marks when you're more mature, like what marks you being an adult? Um, you know, when do you, when does that happen? And I think, I think I've kind of pinpointed it on when you have to do things that like normally, for once again, normally being my life experience, normally your parents would have to, your parents would take care of for you. Uh, Whether it's like having a place to live, have, you know, expenses, all that. I think when, So people, some people grow up faster than others because some some people maybe never grow up. Um, But like, I think you grow up when you have life experiences that complete, like where you don't have a security blanket and you have to make your own security blanket. Um, And so what's interesting is I think generally people like reminiscing because it, they kind of go back in time and go back to the go back into a time where they didn't have to worry about taxes. They didn't have to worry about their job. They didn't have to worry about, you know, if they have a kid, they they didn't have to worry about taking care of a kid. Um, And all those responsibilities where, you know, someone else is doing it for you. So you could only focus on, you know, the small stuff, quote unquote. Um, And so, yeah, I I mean, and I don't think that's bad. Because it also, that's part of like, those times also forged who we are as people. Um, like for example, um, there are characteristics of me that I attribute to funny enough, some of the most random like not most random, but like people in the store, um, who, who came to the store all the time. Um, like John Namoli, for example, was someone who I basically learned how to like have like a very kind of surface level conversation with someone. Like if I'm at the counter, they say, uh, you, know, can, ha, you know, hi, how are you? And I say, I'm, you know, I'm fine. How are you? And like have a small, very surface level, but enga- like somewhat, you know, engaging and play conversation. I actually learned that from John. Um, so I think maybe it also just harkens back to like being with people who kind of forged you, you like, that's when you're the most malleable and that's when you uh, kind of develop who you are as a person. Um, and luckily for me, I think the store there, cause there's, you know, so many different characters and so many different walks of life and, 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 and points of view, um, and people, but of course, some more influential than others. Um, I think I was, uh, you know, I had a very strong kind of foundation in that regards, but yeah. And I kind of went on a tangent there, but essentially I just think that like, it reminds us of a time where we were still learning about ourselves, becoming ourselves and, kind of discovering our, like discovering who we are with like people who are kind of like-minded individuals, whether it's because we both liked Green Lantern or because we both like Magic the Gathering or, you know, Big Trouble Little China. Um, It was just, it kind of harkens back to those times where we forged who we are as people, which now we kind of move on and take those personality traits and kind of go into the world and in our various, you know, various lives now. So I think that's maybe why we do it. But then again, I could just be completely full of it.
0: (laughs) No, 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 it was really interesting. And, you know, you hit on a, on a couple of points that, um, you know, definitely resonate with me and it it builds on the conversation I had with Bill Mayo for part one of the longer Halloween where, you know, he's, he's always talked about how the store is one of the best times of his life, which is a sentiment that I think many of us share. I think he feels it especially (laughs) strongly. But, you know, like what we talked about is it goes beyond just being, hey, like that was a fun place to hang out and I liked comics and I could talk to comics, talk about pe- talk about comics with people. Finally got that sentence out, uh, you know, like it goes, it goes beyond that. And I think, you know, you've hit on, on a couple of, of the things that are really going on. And this again, building off of what I talked about with Bill, where, you know, it really does represent that, that period of freedom and and maybe the last period of of freedom or a lack of responsibility, should I say, you know, for many of us. Like I think a lot of a lot about the um like one of the summers in particular, uh, during college when I worked at the store, and it stands out because that was a summer and this might sound silly, but that was a summer that I I binged Buffy and Angel for the first time. I had never seen either show before. And that summer I watched seven seasons <laughs> of Buffy. Oh my gosh. And five seasons of Angel. And I worked at the comic shop and I, and I worked out and that was it. Like that was my, like that summer, that was really all I had to do. I had not a care in the world. I was, you know, just doing my thing, working at the store. I was flushed with cash, or, you know, <laughs> binging these shows. And it's like, that's not, you know, anywhere close to like what what my reality <laughs> is now. And I couldn't be happier with where I am now. So it's not even a matter of like, oh, that was better or I wish I could go back to it. But again, I, I I do think there's something, you know, that nostalgia, like you said, that kind of, you know, pulls you back to that period. And then the other thing too, that you brought up that I think really is a fascinating piece of this is, you know, uh, these experiences that, you know, really shaped us and we can, we can pinpoint that. Like we can, we can look to certain people or encounters that we had at the store and kind of say like, well, that, Form the foundation in part of who I am now. Like that gave me some of the tools that I use now. I mean, you know, we always talk about Rich Roney, and it's like, you know, if, if you didn't know how to shake someone's hand firmly oh and look gosh. them in the eye when you greet them, <laughs> you definitely did after Rich. And so I think that's another that, big yeah. part of it, too.
1: That That's a, yep, yeah, I should have, you know, how, how dare I forget that, like, or attribute, like, but that is honestly, I'm 100%, I'm not just saying it, uh, you know, because of the show or anything. Like, Rich is the reason why I have a pretty decent handshake, I think. Um, and like, yeah, I mean, and Rich also taught me. Uh, he like he didn't. He obviously didn't consciously teach me, but like he taught me um, just like through me observing him um, how to act engaged when you don't really care, um, but like how to be engaged, <laughs> like, but not like you don't really care. It's like you care about the person you're talking to. So you want to care about what they say, but like, and so it's like, and if, especially if you have no clue what they're talking about, but you want to try to be there and like engaging with them, not like, cause you don't want to talk to them, but like, just, you know, they're talking about something that they have no idea about. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I just remember once I forget what it was, maybe it was magic or something, but I remember talking to Rich and we were at like Mickey Spillane's. And I remember Rich like nodding his head, very looking aside, kind of reacting like the way he would react if he like knew what I was talking about. But mid- like talking like mid-sentence, I suddenly realized he doesn't have a fucking excuse me. That's he doesn't fine. have a clue what I he's like, he doesn't have a fucking clue what I'm talking about. But like, and it hit me. But he's like, he's legitimately looking like and, and, and maybe he was trying to like understand it, but like. So Rich taught me like a firm handshake and how to try to be engaged and like show the person, not necessarily that like, you know, their subject matter and you're interested, but that you're interested in what they're talking about because you are friends with them. Um, yeah, no, it's, I am, I really, so my girlfriend and I, and um, hopefully she saves my girlfriend after this, but I, I'm going to uh we're going to one day spend some time and watch the doc, the first, the, my comic bookshop documentary together. Um, and I kind of resolved this before I met her or anything, but like, which is like anybody who is like, I'm starting to feel like is, you know, a sh- more of a sure thing, not like, Oh, you need to know this. Like it's a bad thing. Not like, you know, you know, uh, not with a tone that you misunderstood, like, hey, don't tell anyone, but I'm not going to be an uncle, but more like, hey, this is, this was a really important, like, this is where it's coming from, which is this is a really important part of my life. And this shaped me for who I am today, and it's no longer around. But luckily we had, you know, a close friend have the foresight to document this, you know, kind of almost miracle of a, of a, of a store coming together and like community um, everything just like, so this is a very important part of who I am and I like you to know like who I am as a person. So uh, I, you know, i we're going to eventually watch that probably not probably in like the next hopefully month or so, but like um, definitely before if, you know, once things calm down, Uh, and current events like if I come if I ever you know if I come out with her and you know however meet you guys definitely before then uh, as a good primer of like hey here are these here are like my close friends and here's what they're like but really even if they were never to meet you um, it would be more of a this is this store shaped me uh, like to my core of who I am and I just want to make like I would like to kind of share this side of you because you know obviously you didn't experience this and it's been it was years ago but this is to the this shaped me as a person so I would like to share this with you so yeah by the way thank you for documenting that because yeah that's thank gosh we have that because of course memories are great but having having that documentary um really uh is something super special that I still have right behind me actually uh-huh. uh right now. So, uh, thank you for doing that by the way.
0: Well, you're welcome. I appreciate that a lot. And it was my uh, pleasure and privilege to do that. And I I love that. It reminds me of the star Wars test and how I met your mother that, uh, (laughs) You know, that, that Stella had to pass for Ted. Uh, it's the alternate realities test. Uh, let's uh, take a quick commercial break, and then uh, I might actually have a comic book question for you. So, uh, so we'll be right back. Submissions are now open for the March season of the Brightside Tavern Film Festival in Jersey City, New Jersey. Visit filmfreeway.com to submit your film now. Also, be sure to listen to the podcasts hosted by the festival's organizer, C.J. Cullen. You can find the official Hang On To Your Shorts podcast as well as the Cullen on Film podcast via a shared universe network. The Hive Comics and Games is an oasis of nerd fun and events in the heart of Odessa, Texas. Whether it's comic book superhero stories or role-playing in a dungeon, The Hive is where to be. Come tap your mana and face off against the top Magic the Gathering players in West Texas. Hive carries a majority of new comic titles each Wednesday and has all of your favorite titles in their back issue section. Follow them on Facebook, at The Hive Comics, and on Instagram, at The Hive Comic Shop. Hey, speaking of documentaries, did you ever watch My Comic Shop Country? No. Not you yet. son of a
1: bitch! I know, I know, I know. It's like, I knew it's... you I knew you
0: didn't watch. I knew you didn't watch. Listen, uh... you were very supportive uh, with the Kickstarter. I appreciate it. I love you. You know it's okay. I know you'll get to it, but why? I just... <laughs>
1: I I I feel like I wanted to watch it was like with someone at like to I don't know not like and just I haven't had been able to like watch it with anybody and I think I just wanted like kind of like a setting to watch like experience it with somebody um like that's that's probably it honestly there's been so many different like things going I've just yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna use the lame excuse and say I've really been really busy with work too Uh, but like I haven't been doing half of like. Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, which is a game I've been waiting for for years upon years. And I haven't even been, like, I played, like, halfway through it so far and I haven't gone around to it in over, like, a month and a half. (laughs) All right. And that's just, that's a microcosm of, like, my life right now, unfortunately. But, yeah, no, I will, what I'll do is, actually, speaking (laughs) of, you know what we're going to do? Sorry, Vanessa. But, yeah, no, that, there we go. I said I haven't had someone to watch it with. That has changed. There we go. I'll just I'll I'll do that. So I mean, when uh
0: All right. Yes, they and and I think listeners who have watched both movies will agree with me that my comic shop documentary and my comic shop country pair well together. And while the latter is not a direct sequel, obviously it's designed to be watched cold by anyone. If you watch them together, I I think I I think you get a really interesting story and Bill Mayo was on uh, the longer Halloween part one, talking about how the ending made him cry. So just, just prepare yourself, Ooh. just prepare yourself. I don't want to set expectations that's. too high, but I've, I've heard a number of people have, have expressed to me that they were, that they got emotional during the movie.
1: That's rough because I, well, I'm probably hundred percent going to get emotional because the moment I start reminiscing at all about the store, I always get emotional. So, uh, oh boy. That's going to be rough. You know, I was going to ask you,
0: um, I think we've covered it, but you know, one of the things that I was kind of kicking around in my head was, you know, again, just thinking of the timing of everything. So it's been, (laughs) it's crazy to think it's been 10 years, almost exactly 10 years since I interviewed you for my comic shop documentary. It's been, uh, you know, almost 10 years since you left New York. It's been five years since the store closed. You know, I was going to ask you, you know, what sort of space does alternate realities occupy in the mythology of, of Nick Robeson? Like, how large does it loom? But I, I think, you know, I think we have covered that. But I guess specifically, you know, because you've mentioned your girlfriend, and I know this is a relatively new relationship. Like, when it first comes up, and I guess it's when you first bring it up, I don't know how or where else, you know, she would discover that would it.
1: Be, that would be alarming if she <laughs> <was something.
0: laughs> But I guess, like, how... How do you describe it, you know, especially in the, especially in the context of like a new relationship? I mean, how do you, how do you describe the store?
1: I, the way I describe uh, some people uh, in the store, well, I, I, I'll, so we actually were, once again, I, met, I told her that I was going to be um, doing this uh, yesterday Oh, uh, we went out to, uh, when we went out to dinner. I actually played a little bit of the first podcast I was on. Um, and so I'm actually trying to recall how I said it. I think the first thing I said was um, that it was a place that I, the first thing I said to her was a place where I, I worked at it a little bit, but mostly hung out in. Um, and then the people, when I started describing the people there, um, I called them. Close friends that were basically like family to me, um, and you know, uh, you know, I talk about Steve, you, Bill. Uh, I always, whenever it's someone new who's learning about my life, I always bring up the story with Bill. Uh, and I actually talked about it, I think, on uh, last time I was on the podcast, right? Uh, when when you called me, uh, yeah, I gave then, you yeah, some I advice
0: like, at a keep at a key moment. Yep.
1: Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. Um, which still, once again, like is like even more so now I'm, I'm, I'm in a, I'm still, yeah. If it weren't for that phone call, I don't know where I would be right now in terms of I, uh, my career path. But, um, yeah, so I kind of, I mentioned it very close, like, like, um, basically like my, my family, uh, my non blood, you know, blood related family. Um, and yeah, kind of, I, I don't talk about too many stories just yet, um, because I, you know, it, it, if you, it could be like a, like a fire hydrant, you know, drinking from a fire hydrant. Uh, if I were to talk about all the stories that I have, uh, but I do, like, I kind of always, whenever I mention it and think about it and talk, and when I was talking to her about it, it once again, like that, that kind of bittersweet sentiment kept popping up where it's just like, you know, man, I miss it. And sometimes I wish I, I mean, once again, sometimes I wish I could have done things differently uh and like been around more um and all that but the only thing you can do at that point is move forward and once again like i've kind of resolved to do be more like come over more often be more present and uh yeah but um so i kind of mentioned it like a, a place where you know it kind of i did i don't know how i said it exactly to her but the sentiment was like that i for like it it made me who i was who i am today uh and it was, like, a very special place. Uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of how we, how I've talked about it with her. Or anybody, really.
0: No, that's really nice. And, uh, yeah, I know. It's funny because it's like, unless someone has a similar place like that, it, it, it can be hard to encapsulate because, you know, the starting point is, okay, it's a store. So it's like a place of retail. It's like, but, but, like, I was friendly with the people there. And it's like, oh, okay. And it's like, but, no, you don't understand, like... <laughs> wasn't just that we you know said hello and goodbye like we like we hung out like it you know again like rich roney was the best man of my wedding and then with rich you have the added layer and with steve as well of like the generational divide too you know so it's like well i'm hanging out with people who like the same age as my father
1: (laughs) yeah i was wondering about that i was saying to myself like man what was my dad thinking during this whole period like Hey, like, I'm gonna go play Magic the Gathering and I'm gonna go to this random like place in either New Jersey or New York City with like Haymont. You know? And Haymont's gonna like pick me up and like this guy you you have no idea who he is, you know. No I one know. knows who Haymont is. <laughs> like it's, no one like knows truly who Haymont is or how old he is.
0: It's true, like, and it's like especially now as a as a father myself, it's like when like when Milo's fourteen, fifteen, if there's some place that he goes <laughs> Like, yeah, there's some 40 or 50 year old guy and we're going to go out to dinner. (laughs) I think we'd be having a conversation. I mean, I think like certainly in my instance, and this was probably similar with, you know, with you and your parents, like, uh, I mean, my mom in particular, like, you know, she originally brought me to the store. She came in, like she met Steve, she knew Steve. Uh, so, so there was that. It wasn't like these were just people they only knew by name. You know, there was at least this right. this sense of like, okay, like we we've met them and they they had a good a good sense and they knew it was a group. I mean, maybe if it had been like a one on one thing, <laughs> that might have been a I don't know, but uh, I, you know, I always look back at that and you know, we joke about it, but uh, you know, going back to what you were saying about how these things were so formative, it's like, you know, I think it it was so beneficial for us to you know, have, have these friendships with, like you said, people from all walks of life and different generations. I think it gives you a different perspective. It allows you to relate to people in a different way. Uh, I mean, I don't know if this is anything I've ever like thought of specifically, but I don't know, like whether it was Steve or Rich or whoever, but like dealing with, you know, people who, you know, did have a few decades on us. It's like when the time came that we had a, a quote unquote real job I mean, I have to think that it helped in that sense that we, you know, knew how to kind of conduct ourselves, um, even though, you know, we were dealing with them in a very different <laughs> situation, yeah. but still, uh, but I, I promised a comics question. So, uh, in, in my comic shop documentary, uh, I think you have a sound bite at the beginning of the movie. You talk about how you got into comics, you know, kind of everyone goes through and they say what their first comic was. And for you, it was Green Lantern rebirth, right? Yeah. Not the 2016 rebirth, but the, uh, the, uh, the return of Hal Jordan in the, in the mid-2000s. Wait, no, you didn't know there was another... Rebirth? Re- <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I guess that answers my question about uh, whether or not you've <laughs> kept up with comics. But, yes, uh, you, know, are you are you familiar with The New 52? My no. goodness, so you've really not no, been... No. Pl- okay, that's perfectly fine. Anyway, DC had a whole publishing initiative called Rebirth. So basically every title that they were publishing had had a rebirth storyline in any oh, event. Uh, but for you, it was the return of Hal Jordan. And that was and this is what's interesting to me. So, I mean, our experiences kind of mirror each other because I was, uh, you know, at this working at the store, I had all those magic cards on the wall behind me, never knew a thing about magic, Was was so invested in comics. And then for you, it's the flip where, you know, you were at the store primarily playing magic and, you know, it took a while. I mean, before, you know, you, you really got into comics, but it's funny. I was thinking like, uh, you know, now that with the benefit of hindsight and maturity, it's like I, as an employee, I should have taken it upon myself to (laughs) maybe learn something about magic. But I would say this nine times out of 10, the people coming in for magic knew what they wanted you know um so i didn't really need to know much more than like what the newest pack was right but occasionally they would have questions and again it was a rare instance and i think on most of those instances either you were there or steve was there or someone was there who could who could <laughs> answer that but you know again in retrospect it's like i i should have i should have educated myself um but so it took you a while to you know to to come to comics
1: i felt a little bad because yeah they're there Cause like unlike Magic, where once again like it's a comic book shop mostly, and like they do Friday night Magic, and that's you know, and they sell Magic cards, but like once again, they're most like Alternate Realities was mostly a comic book shop. Um, like, I felt bad because yeah, when I would ring someone up and they 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 just assumed I had this like encyclopedic knowledge of everything. And it's like the complete opposite was the case. That's where and the felt... rich,
0: that's where the rich Roney training <laughs> had to come in handy where you just, you nod, you nod and you look really intently at them and you shake their hand. Oh,
1: <laughs> I got really, I got really good at like, I didn't say, I wouldn't say really good, but I got, I got decent at being like, I don't know, non-answer answers. Um, pretty much. Cause like, you know, I would, cause I, I didn't want to lie. I don't I don't know how, what I did. I probably lied. I was still in high school, so I probably lied a little bit. But, like, I just remember, not, like, not wanting to be, like, I don't know anything, but at the same time being like, oh, yeah, I heard that one's good. <laughs> I heard that a- I heard this issue was good. And every now and then, like, I would know that the issue was good because, like, you know, someone would be talking about it at Mickey Spillane's or, or wherever. Um, so I could actually sometimes say, oh, yeah, no, that that one's, like, oh, yeah, that issue of Red Hulk is this, you know, like, every now and then. But um, yeah, no, I felt really bad, and I remember it was I was going to Italy with my family, and uh, I just wanted to kind of like read a lot. So I basically said, uh, "Hey, I like I think I want to get into comics now. Uh, can you guys just give me a bunch of stuff?" And I remember I was recommended um, Frank Miller's Daredevil, uh, Batman Year One, Superman Red Sun. That was. That was really amazing. Uh, Year one was great too, by the way. But like Red Sun, I recommend to all non-comic book readers. Uh, uh, Red Red Sun was blew me away. Um, And then um, X Men Apocalypse, something I don't know. I didn't really get into it that much. Um, But yeah, basically I got like oh a Neil Gaiman uh, Sandman um, as well. uh, That first uh, graphic novel. And so like that was like my main reading that I did. And then, yes, from there, certain things kind of stayed on uh, and certain things didn't stick. But yeah, um, I remember that was like when I... Because I had started already reading... I think that's when I had started reading Green Lantern already.
0: When did Rebirth come out?
1: Do you Uh, remember? I don't have the
0: exact year, but it was like mid-2000s.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, I I remember going to Italy. Yeah, I think it was like 2004, maybe. Um, it
0: was, a, it was like definitely around, uh, uh, you know, around that time. It's, I'm glad that that story worked for you because it was so, it was so steeped in continuity. I mean, they, there was a lot that Jeff Johns had to sort out with, with respect to Hal Jordan and the path he had been on over yeah. the previous decades worth of comics. But the fact that, and to his credit, I mean, the, the fact that it was still accessible enough that, you know, uh, a, a newbie, so, you know, as it were, you know, that you were able to get into it, um. But you don't follow anymore, basically is what we've established. Uh, no,
1: I have I was looking and I have my uh I have my three giant like still sealed in the shrink wrap, uh, unfortunately, like Jeff John like the Jeff Johns, you know, collection essentially. Um, some of it I already had, but I wanted it again. and then some of it I haven't like finished uh, Darkest night, for example. that's kind of where I stopped. And so I've always like kind of resolved myself to eventually read like Darkest night
0: um Oh, the blackest and night and then brightest blackest. day. Yep, I got gotcha. you. No, I'm with you.
1: Uh, uh, that's how. That's how bad it is. That's how. That's how far gone I am.
0: Uh, oh, you this. know what? I, before I forget, with magic, did you ever play with Chris Wilcock at AR? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember uh, Chris and Andre. uh Yeah. What's uh, What's going on with Chris?
0: No. Well, see now, if you watch the documentary and you listen to the podcast, Chris has become a great friend. I've had him on the show a bunch of times. We've had wonderful chats. And he's in the documentary, uh, the new one as well. Um, so yeah, no, I've gotten to know him pretty well through that, and he talks very fondly about, you know, his time playing magic at at AR, and you know, he has undiscovered realm now, his own gaming store, and they they do a ton with pops as well. And you know, I was thinking about this, uh, you know, as far as as magic, and again, you, you know, you delved far more into comics than I ever did with magic, and you know, and listening to Chris talk about it you know, he speaks about how, you know, he was able to forge these friendships and find connection and community through playing magic. And it makes so much sense because like with, you know, bonding with fellow comics fans, you know, obviously you're all in the same space and, and, you know, you know, conversations can spring up, but it's still like within the realm of a transaction. Whereas with the magic, it's like, you're there playing a game and it could be hours that you're right that you're sitting across from someone, and as much as you're playing, it's like obviously you're you know you're talking about other stuff too. So I feel like it's so conducive to you know to forming those friendships.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because uh you know once again like about a year ago, I, I about a year and a couple months ago now, uh I like I tried getting into Magic again because I kind of wanted to kind of start you know having that fun again and and kind of. Re, trying like trying again at like in Seattle forging similar experiences um first of all yeah Seattle and New York are different definitely um it's a little weird it's a, i don't know maybe it's just cuz i'm also older uh and that was the weirdest thing for me by the way uh which is going to so i went to um the place i frequented uh to do my friday night magic kind of thing uh it's called phoenix uh comic book shop and, Out in Seattle, um, where you are now, yeah, yeah, uh, different Phoenix from the one in New York, right? Because I was going to
0: ask if you've if you've explored, you know, comics yeah. or gaming shops in your in your area.
1: Yeah, and um, the the comic shop. So the the really cool thing that the owner there, whose name is also <laughs> Nick, actually funny enough. Um, yeah, no, really cool guy, and actually sim- very similar. Like the owner of that store, uh, they're doing actually really well. Uh, they were doing really well, and they have, I hope they still are. I haven't really caught up r- yet but um, they expanded recently and they're actually a bigger store now. And they're kind of, they, they had originally, they were more of a, of a alternate realities, like style, Uh, a little like, you know, kind of like, you know, that, you know, alternate reality style, you know, how it,
0: yeah, I'm familiar. (laughs)
1: But, uh, um, but like, I I think you, I'm trying to use euphemisms here. You know what I mean? Um, uh, But then they, it's fine. I mean, I
0: think we've been pretty blunt about what alternate realities, you know, was like. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but um but they kind of had that going on and now they're more they're they're first of all they doubled in size and now they're bigger and uh, more kind of m- more order to to things. Um and but what's cool is the spirit of that store and the owner and maybe and I think it is driven by the owner uh is kind of very similar willing to talk to you about, you know, some comics that, you know, he's in like he's reading what could he recommend? And he's actually kind of, and he's also knowledgeable about magic, which is kind of cool too. Uh, so I talked to him about some stuff, um, but like, you know, a little bit, not, not like crazy in depth, but um, very friendly guy, uh, incredibly friendly, kind of very similar, like atmosphere, very welcoming. Um, and yeah, so it was weird though, now being, you know, well, being 32 at the time and, you know, going there and being like,
0: so this is how Jay
1: Mangold felt
0: interesting yeah you're like, now the guy that, i am like now our that guy that like our parents were worried about you're now the guy
1: cool. <laughs> it, well look i wasn't offering to drive i am look I, I'm, like, I'm like you know thank god for thank god for Jay and haymont and everyone and brian and everyone but like you know once again thank god for them like this is not what i'm obviously i'm not saying this is what i thought about them at all but yeah like i'm not offering i'm not gonna Hell no! I don't know how they put up with me in the first place. Um, But like, because like, because like, I've seen those kids now. I'm like, oh man, really? That was me. (laughs) Like, was I was that kid? Um, Like that insufferable kid who you know said a lot of weird shit. Um, So yeah, it's it's been weird now being like kind of like that person. And what was weird? I don't know how to. I don't know how to think about this yet. Maybe I'm just too judgmental. But, like, I can't, like, see myself, like, interacting and be like, yeah, no, let me help this kid. Like, I'll help this kid out by, like, being nice to him. And, like, if, I, if I'm playing him, you know, if he breaks the rules, whatever, like, I'll, you know, he unintentionally did it and he's a little nervous. I remember how I felt when I first played someone who was, like, 30. Um, but, like, aside from that, like, I don't, I'm not going to, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Either, there's two ways to look at it. Um, and I'll just, I, mean, I don't know, maybe I was just, I don't know, cool kid, who knows. But, um, it was just kind of weird though, because now it's like not, the shoes on the other foot and now I'm like, so I was wondering like this whole time I was like, cause like I have my own experience of magic. Um, and I'm just wondering now, like, yeah, like it's just, once again, it's a bit, I, I don't know if melancholy is the word, but it's, it's just this weird feeling of like, yeah, no. Now, you, you know, you're you're an adult now. You have to, you know, I don't know. Once again, I long to reminisce. I long to go back home and hang out with you guys. Yeah, no, and, but like when back that time.
0: But as far as because you know, this is something that I've sort of uh, wrestled with. You know, um, I guess my relationship with comics because the you know that period of time where I had my pull list. And I was excited for new comics coming out every week, and I would read them in my car because I was so excited. You know, I, I haven't had that really in years now, and that's why that's why I do the Superman show, and it's why I do book club podcasts and stuff like that, because it forces me, or motivates me <laughs> to, put a, to put a better spin on it, you know, it motivates me to, you know, to read where otherwise you know, I might not have the interest and there could be any number of reasons why. I mean, definitely the store being gone and, and maybe, you know, my taste changing, you know, maybe comics just aren't as good now. You know, I don't know. It could be any, any of those things, but now that you've, you've had this experience of getting back into magic, like, is it, I mean, are you having fun? Is it the same type of fun that you used to have? Is it really something different?
1: Um, that's interesting. It's, it's different goals. That's for sure. Um, and I care less about I'm less competitive. I'm more, it's interesting. I think by back when I was a kid, when I was playing, I was really focused on like, you know, got to have the best deck, got to collect. I was really like into like trying to be as competitive and uh, kind of winning as much as possible. Now I almost couldn't, I do you know what now? Like before when I was a kid, I was hanging out with Haymont and I was like, you know, when Hamont loses, he's still happy and doesn't care. And I never got that. I was like, how could he not care so much? Uh, and then it's like now this is like now I just realized I get it because I could go zero three in Friday Night Magic and be like, ah, well that's that's what happens. You know what? I got to play and have fun. Got to talk to people, and like you know, forget about you know other responsibilities for a bit. Um, so yeah, I think my take now is I have I did have like a goal where I collected a play a player set of every card of this set that came out, um, and I succeeded. So I have like I also. Sell, set goals, which also I think I realized mom probably did for himself as well, thinking about what he was doing. Um, so yeah, it's different in so much as like when I was a kid, I cared about the results and I cared about winning and I like, and I was like, that was, ha- that was like how I gauged my happiness with it back then. And now it's more of a, you know, just experiencing the event and conversing with people and playing the game at all and just having like human interaction outside of, you know, work, uh, is how I enjoy it. And yeah, so that's, that's the difference, I guess, which is interesting to think about now.
0: No, I dig that. And it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, there's something else that you want to get out of it. And, uh, no, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. And I don't know, maybe I can draw some parallels to my experience with comics. I keep turning because I'm looking at my, my bookshelf of stuff. <laughs> behind me, But, uh, yeah, I mean I mean I don't know. I mean maybe it is the like the the entertainment that I derive from reading a comic maybe that's that's really not enough whereas in the past it was. But even in the past, you know, I would enjoy the books, but then I would talk about them, you know, to the people at the store. So there was always that that social aspect. But yeah, maybe at this point now like just the the enjoyment of the reading is not always enough and that's why i like the podcast because then it's a way that i can work with the material i can analyze it i can have this type of discussion i can you know create this content that you know hopefully is being consumed and enjoyed by other people so no i mean i definitely get that idea of like it it kind of shifts as far as what you want to get out of it and so like for me the idea of like oh i'm going to get a stack of comics and i'm going to you know you know close my door and just read for an hour and it'll be fun like I don't know that doesn't really move me so much but the idea of like hey I'm going to take this run that I really loved as a kid and I'm going to look at it through adult eyes and I'm going to talk to someone and we're going to have a really great conversation about it and then that's going to be out there and people are going to be able to listen to it like that lights my fire more
1: yeah I think the parallels the human experience like the human interaction part like it's not just like you know oh let me put my childhood lens to the test like how did I remember it back then to now which is always interesting I've been doing that with movies recently a little bit um but it's more of like let me see if my experience is shared similarly with other people yeah and and you kind of get like not validation not not, not like that you're seeking that but like it, it's it's always kind of lights a fire when you find someone who shares the same kind of experiences as you and even has maybe the same like childhood experiences. You go, Oh yeah, you experienced that too. Or, Oh yeah, you remember that too. Um, I always get really excited when someone gets one of my like obscure, big trouble, little China references, uh, at work. Um, I, I actually did once say to some, like someone was like, how did you figure that out? And I literally chimed in and I said, it wasn't easy. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, that's one of the more obvious, like, you know, kind of mundane ones, but yeah, like, um, I think that's cause I do that with video games actually. And, uh, I like, uh, you know, I stream on Twitch a little bit. I used to stream a lot more like a year ago. I used to do like almost every day for two hours. Um, but I would, what I used to do. So this is really, really funny. What I used to do, uh, I would play old school, like PlayStation one, sometimes PlayStation two, like JRPG video games. And I would stream it. And I, the whole premise of what I was doing was these are games I enjoyed immensely as a child. Now let me, I'm gonna play them again, uh, stream my, uh, my playing them, and my, and kind of like relive my childhood and see if the video game holds up today to when I enjoyed it as a kid. That's literally what I did, like last year. A lot. I did like, you know, 115 days in a row, two hours a day um and like put myself out there and what was cool was what I enjoyed the most is I wasn't just recording videos I was streaming it live so people would come in chat talk about their experiences with the game or what they loved about it and like I would converse with them in real time and talking about it like so yeah that's really interesting that you do that with comic books uh and like I did that with like with video games
0: yeah I gotta tell you you know I didn't really know exactly where this conversation would go. Like I had a couple of things, most of which I didn't even get to because I think we ended up having a far more interesting conversation and uh, I've enjoyed it immensely. I think we, I don't know. I think we explored some very interesting ideas. Um, I I don't know if it's what listeners want to hear. I hope so. (laughs) I hope that people (laughs) like this. It's like, but you know what? Honestly, like these are, this is what I wanted to do this year on the podcast. And at this point, you know, talking about what lights our fire and what we're interested in and engaged by, this is more the type of conversation that I'm interested in having now as compared to, you know, talking about the latest shenanigans with DC Comics and how they're distributing their comics, you know? And and not to diminish that, but, you know, as far as what I really want to explore, um, you know, this, this is really it. So uh, it's been fascinating. The one thing, though, that I... I thought this would be a, a huge part of the episode, and I have to at least touch on it, especially <laughs> especially because uh, this is our Thanksgiving episode. The reason I, I selected you for the Thanksgiving episode <laughs> was because of food. My God, man. I, and I know maybe I'll, if you don't mind, maybe I'll post a few uh, of your dishes on the My Comic Shop History Facebook yeah. page so people can see what I'm talking about. You got something right there.
1: You have just made some bacon fried rice uh, before. The so chef...
0: The chef that you have become, and you know, I think we talked about this when you were on the podcast a couple of years ago. But I know, remember, there was a barbecue you invited a bunch of us over for. Um, you know, back when your parents were still in Scarsdale, and so this was years ago. Uh, and you know, you barbecued for us, and it was it was fantastic and delicious. Uh, but I don't know, I mean, you've gone to a whole other level here, and I see what you post, and let me just let me lay this out, and then I want to I want to uh, turn it over to you to to you know share with us, but. Uh, I love seeing it for a, a number of reasons, you know, mostly because, and you know, I know at the beginning of this, you alluded to, um, you know, some of the issues that you've had with with weight and the, you know, the physical transformations, you know, that you've undergone. And I know that, you know, the way you're eating now, the way you're preparing your food is is a big part of how you've been able to achieve what you have. Uh, and you look fantastic and, and you've you've accomplished so much. And so, you know, when I see you posting that, it's not just that. I'm like, oh, that looks delicious. It's like, I know... Part of what's behind that, and I love it. So that's one of the reasons I love it. Uh, it's just impressive on its own. Uh, I mean, whether you're a foodie or not, it's like seeing some of this stuff is just uh, you know it, it's mouth watering. And then the the final piece of it is uh, I I am so deficient in in that area, and you know I don't say that with any pride. I you know it's funny because like around the house I I clean right? So I, and I take out the trash and I load and unload the dishwasher. And I, you know, I contribute in that way, but I don't cook. It's like, I can make eggs and I make sandwiches and stuff like that. And I, you know, it's like, I don't cook. And, um, you know, maybe kind of like we were talking about with magic, it's like, you know, I should, you know, take it upon myself to learn. And it's, it's crazy. Cause it's like, my dad is a wonderful cook and he loves to cook. Uh, my mom, uh, doesn't like to cook, but she always did. Uh, you know, growing up, uh, my wife is a wonderful cook, and she does it all the time. And so it's like I have people I could learn from. I have great examples around me, and maybe that's part of the reason why I didn't do it is because other people were. I don't know. The point is, uh, it's something that um, I I don't have the skill set. I don't, I just don't do it. And so when I see what you've accomplished in the kitchen, it's amazing. Can you? Ch- I mean. Like, can you just uh, describe a few of the dishes that that, uh, sure. that you make?
1: Um Yeah. So my kind of my signature dish uh, that I make is, and that I've posted a lot of different iterations of, which is the uh, the dry aged uh, boneless uh, ribeye steak. It's a reverse sear method where you put it in the oven for. About 45 minutes, depending on the, the, you know, the thickness of the cut, of course, but um, you put it in the oven at 275 degrees Fahrenheit for about 45 minutes. Um, By the way, this isn't my own original recipe. Shout out to Binging with Babish for showing me this tutorial. But you basically uh, cook it in the oven on like super slow 275 Fahrenheit for 45 minutes, uh, which that does most of the work, honestly. And then you, uh, with some butter thyme or rosemary or both, um, and garlic uh, cloves, you get an iron skillet really hot, uh, really, really, really hot. Um, And then you uh, essentially sear it on each side for about a minute to 90 seconds each, once again, depending on the cut. Uh, And then while you do that, you get the butter, the thyme and the garlic and the rosemary um, also on the other side of the skillet and have it melt and infuse together and then as you're searing the sides of the steak, you're basting the melted butter on top of the steak, uh, as well. Um, and so that's kind of my go-to. Uh, and uh, uh, Vanessa really loves uh, really love that one. Uh, but that's the that was the first one I kind of learned how to make because it's kind of foolproof. So I would recommend that, by the way, uh, because all the work's done in the oven and then the showy part for like two to three minutes is like the sear and that's just easy. Hmm. Uh, and so I recommend that as a, that was my starter dish that I did when I was first losing weight.
0: Yeah. When Um, did you actually start cooking like this?
1: It was really, it was really when I first decided to do like keto and do, um, and to, you know, really seriously start losing weight. So December, uh, in the, in, it was basically the beginning of December of 2018, uh, when I started doing this. And since December, 2018, I've, I kind of kept up with it. And now I've gone off keto, uh, and I've been trying to, you know, do a more normal, uh, diet with carbohydrates. And so, uh, that, that version of cooking started in like September, October of 2019. Um, and like, once again, kind of just like keeping keeping up with it. Um, it really served a lot of functions by the way. Like it wasn't just, you know, I could, it allowed me to calorie count, uh, I weigh my portions. I um, So I do all like the macros and everything. So it allowed me to know exactly what I was doing. And it was amazing because like I could actually, before I stepped on the scale every week, go, okay, according to my food diary, I had this much, I'm in a deficit this much. You lose, you know, this much fat when you, uh, you know, have this calorie deficit. And literally I could actually guess my weight before I stepped on the scale and it would be that way, which is very like gratifying to see when you're like you're doing all the numbers and you see it work that way so it really and then also not to not to get a little depressing here uh like life is you know life's great but um like especially back then like you know being being in seattle and being an import i like to say in seattle you know i was very uh i didn't have any friends outside of work um and the way i was at uh, back until, you know, basically a year ago, um, I, you know, didn't really like going out at all. I didn't like being around and like being in public. I hated being in public. I hated being in restaurants. I hated eating out. Uh, I would just be able, so I would be alone and I was a hermit in my apartment for, you know, for years. So I didn't really, I, I still, you know, I only recently started having a social life somewhat. Um, and even then now because of the situation <laughs> it hasn't really happened. Yeah. Um, so, um, Cooking became meditative in a way for me, where I could take time, review a recipe, kind of prep for it, and it became this practice which also ate up a fair amount of time, uh, especially the cooking uh, the, the cooking and the cleaning afterwards, and kind of the documentation of it. It became this kind of meditative habit for me as well, uh, which allowed me then to feel like I am connecting with people still, and I am. You know, kind of interacting with people, um, and so it served a lot of functions. Uh, and then, what I didn't realize later, until uh, I started dating again uh, this year, was women apparently really like it. Um, like, I've I found out through like you know my 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 journeys now that um, a lot of people when I I did, you know, some dating online through, uh, you know, shout out to Bumble, Um, but uh, through dating online, I I found out a lot of girls, the moment I started talking about like the cooking I was doing, I got a lot of people interested in what I was cooking. And then the photos I provided them, which were the same photos I provide on on Facebook, got a lot of response. Uh, And so like even my current, you know, uh, even, you know, Vanessa told me that Sorry for the, I'm in Seattle. So sorry if you heard the uh, motorcycle just then.
0: Listen, uh, I want to let you finish your thought, but uh, this, this has been great. You know, I've been doing, obviously I've been doing these episodes remotely. And so, you know, it's as far as the audio quality, I I don't have someone across from me speaking into one of my shore mics in the same room, you know, so it it sounds, Yeah, I know these episodes sound different. Uh, I think we've, I've been very happy with what we've been able to achieve with the sound quality of the remote recordings. But for you in particular, because you have this whole gaming setup. So you're in your gaming chair, which I, I have a gaming chair as well, even though I don't game, but it's super comfortable. And you have a microphone and your headphones. Like, believe me, I, I can deal with, uh, a, a, you know, something passing by your window. That's quite all right. This okay. sounds great.
1: <laughs> awesome. Uh, glad to hear. But yeah, essentially, uh, yeah, with like, but like even, you know, Vanessa, she said that like one of the things that had her interested in me uh, in the beginning was like all the cooking that I was doing. Um, of course, the joke's on them because you know, no one knows if it tastes good, it, it could look good. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, it's uh, so it served a lot of functions, but uh, you know, for me, it, it was kind of almost out of it was bred out of necessity, uh, in the beginning. And but now, like, even with everything and and you know, the weight I've lost, uh, which was its own you know, journey, um, like it's now just actually something I really just enjoy doing. Um, And it is still meditative, once again, with all the circumstances of today. Um, It it even more so is you know, just it's still the same thing it was before then too, uh, except I'm just constantly honing it and I'm one of those perfectionists so I like to be able to constantly improve and show improvement and, and try to wow people uh i just hope that once i get to hopefully cook for if i could you know come back to new york and cook for you guys uh again and uh hopefully it tastes good oh man uh, i would
0: love it and you know it's i, I love all of that and uh I'm, I'm proud i'm so proud of what you've accomplished and the the cooking you know it's, it's very <laughs> inspiring to me obviously not not enough to get me to do it yet but i think <laughs> You know, though honestly, it is something that's more on my mind, and especially now, uh, you know, as my son gets older. Although even now, this kid eats everything, uh, so I, I really should be starting this now. But especially as he gets older, like I, def- I want there, I want there to be things, even if it's just like pancakes on Sundays. Like I want it to be something that, like, ah. Daddy makes this, and I like it. Because um, again, my wife is a wonderful cook, and she really handles all of that. But uh, and I, I know she would appreciate having <laughs> some help, because uh, that is one area. I think the only area where I really don't pull my weight, uh, again, I like to I like to think we make up for it, um you know, with the other chores and everything. but
1: uh, I got a good chili recipe for you. like oh,
0: it's is it odo's recipe? <laughs> it's
1: it's not it's not Odo's recipe, but it's actually the same chili recipe I cooked for you guys uh, when you came to my came to my parents' house. Oh, nice uh, years ago. it's the same it's it's the same like four to eight hour slow cook Texas style chili with stew meat and pork loin. Um, and it's, you know, I cooked it actually, I actually posted p- pictures of it on Facebook, but I cooked it like a couple months ago too. Um, it's great. Once again, with chili, it's hard to go wrong. Um, and yeah, no, I, I can give you that too. Like, you know, having a good, you know, having a good chili, uh, that once again, all you have to do is kind of baby it over the hours, uh, and have it kind of just slow cook and simmer. Um, I think like that, that could help too.
0: You know, in, uh, in the comics, Oliver Queen uh, has, a, has a famous chili that he makes. And I think in some comic over the years, DC published the recipe. Should give that a try.
1: Yeah, totally. Once again, chili in its very nature is not a difficult dish in terms of like, just, you know, you, you throw a bunch of things in the pot and you let it cook for a bit. So yeah, that, that's definitely something you should give a go uh, as well. uh i definitely didn't have any cooking chops back then it's all uh, relative i was able to
0: cook it you know it's funny though it's all relative. You're like oh it's pretty easy it's like to me where i'm really incompetent when you know when it comes to that it's like (laughs) oh that like that it would be challenging enough meanwhile if you say like oh how do you start a podcast i'd be like oh no big deal so you know it's uh it's all relative but yeah i might i might hit you up for some recipes you know at, at some point but uh no, I, I love what you're doing. And I don't know, we might have to do another episode at some point about, you know, the whole fitness journey, if that's something you want to talk about. Oh
1: yeah, 100%. Um,
0: do you mind, and if you don't want to put a number on it, that's fine, but just, just so listeners have a sense of the transformation that we're talking about. Like the, when you came to visit a couple of years ago and we did that New Year special, from then to now, um, I mean, just in terms of the number of pounds, like what are we talking here?
1: Uh, So I was about... 360 when I saw you guys. Um, and I honestly didn't lose any weight until um, a, literally like a year later. And uh, When I first stepped on the scale again, um, I had already started losing weight. So I didn't actually record like the first time I started. Like, I had already started dieting. So when I first stepped on the scale though, so I, I think I was 360 before I ever stepped on the scale. And that's when I saw you guys, I was about 360. Um, and then December 7th, 2018, uh, i was 353 and then um this uh September i think 23rd of 2019 so about nine to ten wait ten like about 10 months i guess uh i went from 353
0: to 196 it's i mean it's a stop i mean it's 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 amazing i mean that's you know, I hope, I hope people, uh, logged those numbers. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that, that's, that's incredible. Um, and, and it's, it's so, I mean, it's so great to see that. And, you know, cause I know, you know, like I know when, you know, when we saw you, you know, that, that previous time, and I know we took a photo of us together and I know even taking a photo was something that, you know, you weren't super comfortable with. And so, you know, to, you know, to see you get to this point, uh, yeah, it was just wonderful. Again, I'm very, you know, very proud.
1: I still, I still look at that photo, uh, every now and then. And, uh, it, cause it really, it really was, that was pretty much the way I was at before I started the journey. And, um, the only reason I took that photo was because, um, if it, like, if I was with anyone else, uh, I wouldn't have done it, but I wanted to kind of just record the event of me being with you guys. Um, cause you, you know, you guys mean a lot to me. So, uh, but, it now serves a completely different purpose aside from marking that event. Uh, it also just kind of reminds me of, yeah, where I came. Yeah, more than happy, by the way, in the future to, yeah, do a fitness thing because it really is a numbers game, uh, I found. And I was doing, like, you know, lifting as well as a lot of running and cardio. and ran a half marathon on Saturday. Um, and, you know, kickboxing also, back when you could do kickboxing. Um, and, like, yeah, it was... Um, definitely something that I kind of, what I've told my friends is like, if I could do it, anyone could do it. And so happy to always kind of document that because I had, the I logged every single thing I ate for nine months. Um, and so it's, it's a, it's a numbers game at the end of the day, but yeah, no, thank you. It really, it really means a lot. And I do, and I really do feel like it's one of those few things where I can actually really like pat myself on the back truly and be like, yeah, no, I did, you know, I did something pretty
0: cool. Yeah, you should um, be very proud and I appreciate that you took that photo uh with us and I'm glad I'm glad we have it. I'm glad you have it and you basically have a before and after cuz the four of us then took a photo last year at the pizza place, so the <laughs> same yeah. group of people.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um and yeah, no it's uh yeah. Uh I'm I'm glad that yeah, we took that photo then too. Um But yeah, no it's uh it's been an amazing journey and I and I hope now that I'm probably the best version of myself that I've been ever. To be honest, I really hope like, yeah, I can hang out with you guys soon and get over there. See my, well, first of all, you know, of course, see my nephew first, but, uh, short, shortly thereafter, uh, hang out with you guys again at some point. Cause you know, I mean, yeah, I miss everyone and, uh, I like to, you know, be able to see everyone again, especially now that I'm feeling a lot better about myself. I think I'll be, I'll definitely be more fun to be around, uh, cause I'm out of my head a little bit too.
0: Well, I look forward to the next time that we can all be together and reminisce and catch up and, and hopefully maybe even make some new memories as well. Uh, but really thank you so much for doing this. This, uh, I, I really enjoyed this a lot. Uh, I'm glad that we, that we were able to do this. Um, so listen, I hope you, uh, stay well, stay safe, stay healthy, take, keep up the great work and the great cooking. Uh, I hope that the lady enjoys the, uh, the, the documentaries, hopefully, you know, hopefully all goes well. I think, I I think it will. (laughs) I think you come off well in the documentary. I don't think there's anything that, you know, you would need to need to worry about. No, 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 (laughs) Um, no.
1: I think, I think, uh, no, I I agree. I think, I think, I I think I come off all right. Um, But yeah, Uh, no, thanks for having, like, I'm really glad we got to do this. I'm really glad that, uh, you know, there was, there was, this was a nice, uh, as you said, like a kind of like a forcing function uh, to do something that, you know, we always enjoy when we do. Yes. Uh, and so I'm glad that we got to catch up a little bit, uh, and yeah, I hope to catch up with you guys more, especially in person in the future too. Uh, but yeah, let me know if you ever want to talk about other stuff too. Uh, more than happy to talk about the fitness stuff. Awesome. Um, but yeah, no, thanks. Thanks again. And, uh, yeah, I hope you as well. Stay safe, stay healthy. I hope your family, uh, does the same and, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing more of those posts about, uh, you and your son and, uh, and your family overall.
0: Ah, uh, thank you. Nick Robeson, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, thank you for tuning in to another installment of The Longer Halloween. Next month, I'm celebrating Christmas with the spirit of friendship and fun himself, Rich Roney. It's going to be a very special episode. I hope you tune in. Also out today is a new installment of Digging for Kryptonite, a Superman fan journey, and the conclusion to the four-part Patreon-exclusive mini-series, the uh, Flat Squirrel Fat Moose Team-Up Hour with Sean Hendricks. So uh, so it's a big day. I hope you enjoy. Again, thank you, as always, for tuning in. And remember, don't be a flat squirrel. My Comic Shop History is a Flat Squirrel production. Art by Phil-tastic Phil Menza. Music by Basic Printer. If you like what you heard, be sure to listen to Digging for Kryptonite, available on most major podcast platforms. Sign up for exclusive content at patreon.com slash anthonydesiato and watch my comic shop, Country, out now on Apple TV and Amazon.